This is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And we are in Mark 14. Mark 14 is an introduction to the, few, the f last few days of Jesus' life before the crucifixion. And it leads to a couple of ways um, and reasons things happened the way they did. We're going to invite David and Hattie into this and get from verse 1 to verse 10. Because once we get to verse, well, actually we'll get to verse 11. Once we get to verse 12, that starts working on communion in the Lord's Supper, and that's a longer discussion and a different discussion. So we'll invite David and Hattie in and talk about uh, the setup of the betrayal and how Jesus was anointed at Bethany. May the Holy Spirit use these words to sparking you a love for Jesus if you don't have one and to inspire your fire to burn brighter if you do. Howdy! Well, hey, David. How are you? Hi. Hi, Hattie. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're getting closer and closer to Jesus' crucifixion. Yeah, exactly how did that work? Well, we're going to find out that it took a little maneuvering. And we're going to find out pieces of it today. But there's a very interesting part in the middle that even those who took Jesus down from the cross would remember. Really? Yes. So it's a very special event and was supposed to be told when the good news of the gospel was told. This story was to be told. So we're, we're going to get to tell that story today. All right. Sounds good. It was now two days, chapter 14 in Mark. It was now two days before the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So do you know what the Passover is? Is that when the the Israelites were in Egypt and they were slaves and then there had been all these plagues and stuff and and they put blood on their doorposts and the death angel passed over them so it's called Passover and and they were saved because of the blood on their doorpost? Yes, David, that's exactly what it is. Now why did they have unleavened bread? Because when they were, were getting ready to flee Egypt, they didn't have time for the bread to rise. And so they didn't leaven it. They just cooked it. They just put it together. Didn't put the leaven in it that makes bread rise. And um, just cooked it. And that's what they took. Oh, so this is just carrying on that tradition from year to year to year. Yes. It was a very special tradition. Um, because of the blood on the doorpost. Um, so if you put blood on the top of a doorpost, 
on the two sides of the doorpost and on the bottom of the door. If you drew a line between the top and the bottom and the sides, what would you form? A cross. You're right. So, Jesus, in effect, fulfills the Passover here. But we'll get into that as we get into the rest of it. But it is significant because it is very easy to trace this particular Passover because it was a high Passover. Um, it was now two days before the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to arrest him by stealth and kill him, for they said not during the feast, lest there be an uproar from the people. They're still after him. <laughs> yes, David, they're still after him. And while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, now this is um, Simon, we think probably was healed, but he was still known as Simon the leper. Bethany was actually an outside village where people um, had various difficulties and didn't live in the city of Jerusalem because they really didn't belong in the city of Jerusalem for one malady or another. Now, whether he was healed or not, he was known as Simon the leper. And whether he was healed or not, Jesus came to his house. He was hosting Jesus and the disciples. Um, we believe this guy was part of the Pharisees at one time, but it doesn't say so here, so we're not going to impose that. But he had a house in Bethany, and he had invited Jesus. As he was reclining at table, so Jesus was in Bethany at this house. He's reclining at table because they didn't sit at the table. They reclined at the table. A woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly. And she broke the flask and poured it over his head. That would be a surprise. It would be a surprise. It would be a surprise. And... um. Nard has a very distinct smell. It's kind of a sweet smell, but a sharp smell. So it's, it, it overpowers a lot of other smells. It's a lasting smell. So this was a good perfume for the time. And she comes and anoints him with this oil. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was the ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. 300 denarii, a, a denarii was a day's wage. So 300 denarii would, would have been like a year's wage. And she spends this all in one shot on Jesus. Now there's, in the other Gospels, there's some other, other details of this event. We'll get to those when we get to those Gospels, but we're going to leave it, as Mark leaves it, with this stark question, do you honor the Messiah 
And interestingly, is this is an anointing um, of the son of David during his week in which he was greeted in Jerusalem. So that's that's an interesting note in and of itself. But she she anoints him with this ointment. And they're worried about the poor rather than celebrating the Messiah. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you. And whatever you want, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. So he's been telling his disciples for a while now that he was going to be crucified. She believed him. And she brought the ointment necessary one of the ointments they used as a burial ointment because it did cover up a lot of smells um, and anoints his head. And I think you view things dif- differently. I think part of Jesus's perspective is he knew he was going to die. The disciples were still on the fence on that, but Jesus knew that. And he says, because... Because of this time in his life, he's saying, no, her timing's perfect. Her choice of gift is perfect. You can give to the poor anytime, but you're not going to always have me with you. She has, she has listened. She has figured this out. And she has done the most that she could to honor me while I am still alive. That's beautiful. It really is. It was a precious, precious gift. And it's something that helps us. This is a lesson we can take from this lesson. um, Is to be grateful to the people that you have around you. You never know. You never know what tomorrow holds. And so being grateful for each and every one of them is important. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. And truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Wow. So she has this story told. Every time they read the Gospel of Mark, that's true. And, and this story is in the other Gospels, too. Like I said, we'll, we'll get into some of the, the extra details added in some of those other Gospels from some of those other perspectives because they kind of add to the story quite a bit. So her, her story is told when the Gospel is told. That perfume goes a long, long way. Wow, exactly. But here's a woman who um, may not have had the best reputation in the world. 
who um, may have had this burial perfume for another reason that Jesus had changed, who, um, but who really got who Jesus is, and she chooses to act on that. Now, there were others there who didn't understand the importance of the time, who didn't understand the importance of the event, who thought that she shouldn't have done what she did because of who she was, much less because of who Jesus was, um, who got very angry about this. And this is where the tide turns. So we're going to read the next verses. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, so he had been walking around with Jesus, he had been taught by Jesus, he was one of this inner circle of the twelve disciples, went to the chief priests in order to betray him, Jesus, to them. You mean one of his own disciples does this? Yes. Uh-huh. That's very sad. And he does that because of this beautiful thing that she did to him? Exactly. This was... That's, it's interesting how one person sees beauty and another sees waste. Wow. So that means sometimes it depends on how we see things and how we feel about things. That's why we need to take what we see and what we feel and really examine them through the Word of God. Judas doesn't. He, there, there was probably another motive. There's another gospel that mentions there's another motive for Judas being angry about this. But he completely thinks this is a wrong move. And that led him to make this deal with the chief priests. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought, Judas sought an opportunity to betray him, Jesus. So this was an inside job. In many, many ways it was. And Jesus knew that. Jesus knew it was going to be, as becomes obvious later. Jesus loved him for the entire time and invited him to be a disciple, even though he knew Judas was going to betray him? Yep. Wow, that's really loving your enemies. It is, isn't it? Let's pray. Jesus, you show us great love in this passage. You show us great love for an outcast by entering his home. You show us great love for a woman who was not highly esteemed, who loved you. And she was just showing the love that she felt from you. Not a love of 
her as a woman, but a love of her as a daughter of God. And she honored that. She, we see your love for somebody that you knew was going to betray you anyway. You see your love for him. He's been right there. If we look back on some of your messages about you'll either love and serve God or you're going to love and serve money, you told him. And here he chooses money instead of you. And we could point fingers and blame him. But we should do like the disciples do later and ask the question, is it I? We've all messed up in so many ways. Judas shows that you love everyone. You want to redeem everyone. Not everyone's going to be redeemed. That's not because you don't love them. Lord, thank you for loving us so much that you not only love us, you not only showed us what love really looks like on this earth, but you loved us enough. You love us enough that you died for us. Even at the cost of betrayal. Jesus, help us to love you as much as we can. Open our hearts and help us to love you more by paying it forward, by telling the gospel, by telling this story, just as you ask us to tell it. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this beautiful woman who understood you, who got you, who knew that when you said you were going to die, she prepared you for that, even though it cost her dearly. Thank you, Jesus. In your precious and holy name, to you be the kingdom and the honor and the glory forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. Bye. See you next time. Bye, David. Bye. Thanks for telling the the Bible story today. Oh, thank you, Hattie. Have a have a good afternoon. This is Train by Grace Two with Catherine Elizabeth. I hope that you have gotten a lot out of this, and I hope you know how much God loves you. And. Um, I hope that if you've heard the gospel and have received it, that this helps you to know just exactly how much God loves you and how beautiful he thinks you are. And if you haven't heard it and and think there's some reason that God can't love you, oh, yes, he can. He loves you very much. 
So let him let him touch your heart. Let him touch your heart. God loves you. Remember, you are one of his excellencies. Proclaim his excellencies today. So what is the next step? If you've heard this podcast, I appreciate you and would love to hear from you. There's a couple of options. Number one, listening adds value to this podcast and making this podcast. Um, Number two, you can subscribe to this podcast. If you want to know more about that, email me at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com. I'll be happy to set you up with that. Number three, um, it gives you an opportunity to ask questions if you need a Bible, if you need resources. Also, send me an email, trainedbygrace2 at gmail.com, all one word, um, all lowercase. And again, subject line podcast, and write in what you need. I hope that you have the resources you need or this sparks your interest. You may have some resources closer. Praise God for that. Um, But I hope this helps enrich your life and, and helps you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. For the glory of God the Father and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. God loves you. God bless you.